Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so I have Tehran Jaqui Bush on the line, and he's author of Drawn to Leadership and owner of Stizo. Tehran, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me. All right, Tehran. So uh, for my audience that has been, that have been watching this show for a long time, they know I love promoting authors. I love helping them get their names out there and, and also promoting their books. So really excited to get into Drawn to Leadership and your inspiration behind that. And then also, of course, of your clothing company as well, Self Stizo. So we'll talk about that. Um, but before we do, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Tehran, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Tehran, what mission matters to you? Thanks, Adam. What mission matters to me? Together, our mission develops a movement to express your hard work and your perseverance can empower your family, your community, and your society. We recognize that our trust in our fabrics, labels, and fabrics brand with you, whom collectively understand love, provision optimacy, optimacy are successful or successive and godly. Our organizational core values focus on shared accomplishment, consistency, mastery, and ambition. It's awesome. Uh, love bringing mission-based entrepreneurs on the line to share, you know, why they do what they do, like what gets them excited, what gets them motivated. So great having you on the show. And uh, maybe just to get us kicked off, let's go a little bit further into how you got started in this uh, on this entrepreneurial path. Like where did entrepreneurship start for you? Thanks, Adam. Started season collection based on influences instilled upon me through high school. Fashion became introduced to me at an early age. My best friend in high school was a major motivator towards fashion, and our brainstorming together became the original birth of a premature creation called Stizo Collection. What is unique about us is that we want to provide mostly organic products to the Christian clothing industry. We want to capture the organic textiles market and offer green products for a customer-consumer base. We also set ourselves apart because we offer commemorative and symbolic products that reinforce our branding to make Steezer Collection an American luxury brand. We are specialists in our market too because we delineate ourselves as a socially responsible community. Social responsibility is a key ingredient to our business formula. Not only does our organization cover an important social industry that all business ideology slowly turns its head to, but our example mixes and blends with our Christian principles, faith, practices, and norms in our service. As a social entrepreneur, our organization selected the National Association for Gifted Children to donate to. My daughter is a minority gifted child. According to Pennsylvania State Gifted Association, the total student population in 2013 and 2014 accrued to 1,753,536 students. Wow. Of those students in 2013 and 2014, 68,000 of them are gifted. Mm. Of those 68,000, even less of them are a minority. This is a social issue. To provide a stimulating education for students who have a gift is substantially as difficult to provide adequate resources and attention to as immensely challenged. Finding qualified teachers who care and who are certified to teach these children are rare. Therefore, as an entrepreneur, our organization believes in biblical scripture that captures symbolic meaning that exemplifies motivational behavior. Scripture tells us, Proverbs 27, 17 states, 
Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. These gifted children are our social responsibility, too. I realized I wanted to be a writer in the 12th grade English honors class. Our teacher demanded a lot from his students, and I was no exception. He taught us the mechanics for the written English language and to write properly. I was impressed with the lessons of the English language he had taught. My first book took me a year to compile from my mind, from my voice. Let readers explore ideas of politics, social science, religion, philosophy, and more. From a Christian posture, it allowed me to shed light on contemporary to topics with clarity and to teach Christian philosophical understanding. Hmm. I like to present as many facts as, and as many options as I can on a topic before I provide my point of reference to teach and explore ideas on topics. Hmm. I'm an African-American Christian author. I've always had a strong and respected point of view. From elementary school through college, my contributions have added stimulus to group conversation and group work. I felt as though someone could appreciate a shared message contributed by me. Mm -hmm. I understand my writing skill set, but I think I write to get my point across. My written product is better than I believe it to be. As an author, there's a lot to learn to develop a writing style. Practice is critical to developing the skill set. This is how I prove my writing capacities. I like drawing a leadership because everyone can learn to adopt leadership skills. Leadership is a craft in my life. I struggle with getting myself and my family to a point of functionality, consistency, and then developing sustainability from a Christian posture. The first book I found was more challenging because I did not know how to write or compile chapters. I had no idea for format, size, color, page length, price, promotion, etc. I was a freshman in the book writing industry, but my second book went a lot smoother there. Overall, I saved more time and I saved more money. I do not hear from readers much, but from those I do say, I touch on topics that are happening today. My readers are compelled with surprise and with shock of present relativity and reality. My favorite part of the publishing journey is the group work put on campaign together. People, places, and things happen together for a common cause make book writing exciting. My least favorite part of the publishing process is when books lose popularity and shelf life. I depend on God for strength through prayer and meditation for clarity when I write. I'm most inclined to write under pressure. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of a last minute guy, but I do not do well with a lot of time on my hands as well. I like to write in the evening, no TV, no music, just me and the computer. Yeah. I like to hear myself think. When I write, I want to feel connectedness with God. I feel my writing is a gift from God. I want to make sure I have a connection with him. Yeah. Writing is not my full-time career, but if I'm successful with it, I could turn writing into a full-time career. I wouldn't mind that at all. The highlight of my literature becomes seeing each book to completion. From start to finish, manuscript to publish, an idea to sell. I enjoy each benchmark. I think for authors, the process from start to finish is the highlight. Every part of the process is exciting. Awesome. And, and looking at what you're um, just what you've been able to accomplish with your book and just with your message. And, and by the way, I appreciate you sharing that with us and just sharing your a little bit more about your process and your companies. So I think I think it's awesome. So looking back and I guess going a little bit, I want to I want to go step back just a, a little bit. Um, so when you think about, you know, what it takes to put together the book itself. So you mentioned you you write at night. You have a uh, a process, and and you like and you prefer you know obviously a connection with God, and that that your 
And that's part of your process for writers that are out there that are kind of considering, like they, they feel they have a message, they have something they want to share with the world. Um, but you know, the, one of the big differences between yourself and them, um, is that you've done it and not only have you done it once, but you've now done it twice. Right. So drawn to leadership is your second book. So Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, um, so like, what would you tell to some of those aspiring writers out there? Well, uh, I would recommend for them is to basically uh, establish a story. You know, um, there's a story in a little bit of everything. You know, um, get your story together. You know, uh, if you if you want to write a chapter book, you know, each chapter should tell a story mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. You know, make sure you understand what you want to talk about. You know, get it off your chest. Um, yeah. Explain to your your readers um, or to your your viewers that um, you want to you want to tell them a message. You know, have meaning behind what you want to talk about. And that's for that's you kind of got to go in and develop your story. It should explain what you want to uh, talk about. That's that's the biggest thing. Uh, it, from the beginning to the end, you want to explain yeah. what you want to talk about. It can is is just that simple. Yeah. You, you break it. You break it down to you know what you want to talk about and how you want to get from point A to point B. <laughs> And talk, talk about like actually completing something because you said, you know, the first book you, as, as, a, as a freshman was difficult um, just to get something completed. Second go round, you're more seasoned. You've done it once. And the second time I would argue normally is going to be easier than the first time. Why? Because you know right. a little bit more about publishing in general. Like talk yeah. about like what, like completing a project, like how important that is. Uh, completing a project is very important because you see the fruit of your labor. Yeah. Um, going from manuscript to draft to then editing to then mm-hmm. uh, mark illustration, marketing, publishing. Um, your biggest time you're going to spend on your project is mostly in the beginning stages of manuscript to uh, draft work. Once that part is complete, you want to walk away from it so that you have enough time to understand what you were trying to write. Because if you spend a lot of time in that manuscript and drafting portion uh, or process and you try to return to it right away, you're not going to understand what you were trying to say because everything blends together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of you have to step away from that part. But um, that's the most critical part of your, your uh, book writing process is developing your manuscript and your, and your draft work. Mm-hmm. Um kind of got to look at what you want to say. What are you trying to explain to the public? What are you trying to explain to your readers? You know, what, what is it that, what are you trying to accomplish is, is what you have to look at. Then you have to break it down from that point, you know, uh, to say you want to talk about leadership, you know, like, like I do in, uh, from my mind, from my voice and drawing leadership. What is it that you want to explain? From me, I talk about a Christian point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to say, okay, you know, there's leadership in, today's business, you know, in, yeah. in today's traditional business, but you know, that that's okay. You know, but then I talk, I talk about it through a Christian point of view, you know, what's the difference? Well, Christian leadership talks about the public and not policy. You know, it talks about developing the talent pool. It talks about developing the the individual and for his and her skills. It talks about collaborative leadership. It talks about learning uh, about people. Um, it talks about learning the talent, learning about the individual versus policy driven where everything is about numbers and challenges that an organization has that has to meet requirements. You know, instead of that, let's empower the people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a difference. And I talk about that in drawing a leadership. When you go and you write about something, you need to understand what you're trying to say. What is your message? Um, and from that point forward, then your story kind of fills in itself like a pu- like a puzzling. Mm. Um, everything connects like a puzzle, like a puzzlement. So, yeah. So going a, um, a step further into drawn to leadership. So you'd already been, you know, you finished the first book and what, what inspired this one? What was that motivation to where you're like their message that needs to come out? And, and which then of course led to drawn to leadership. Like what inspired that? Well, for drawn to leadership, um, from my, from my voice, uh, it was pretty much opening up my eye to what was going on in, uh, in the United States, uh, in the, in the world, you know, with, with like, uh, social science, um, abortion issues, the church. Um, I was schooled in these different aspects of society that were going on. And not that I didn't know about them, but I actually had to make an opinion about and had to write about them. Uh, leadership came about when um, I went to further my education. And I I always felt like I wanted to be a leader, but I was sort of like a leader that was um, second to none. Um, I felt as though like passive leaders, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was drawn to leadership, you know, like uh, I, I I had all the tools in my toolbox, um, but I was not necessarily overlooked, but I just didn't develop and flourish uh, at an earlier period in my life until now. Drawing leadership is, is what, my development turned into mm. um, going from a passive leadership into a uh, formal leadership mm-hmm. um, put on the front lines, I guess, um, based upon my education, uh, based upon my experiences. Joining uh, leadership is sort of like my, um, my, my birthing. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah. That's um, so looking at the book a little bit further as well. So I, and I like the way you said that, by the way. So drawn to leadership was kind of like your, and now the title makes sense. Cause I was going to ask you like how the title came about, but it, it's kind of like that, that rebirth for yourself and like into that leadership role and that leadership position. So that's where the title comes from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, awesome. that's exactly where the title comes from. That's awesome. Yeah. I was got so, yeah. that was one of my questions for today, but you got me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was sort of like that, um, that coming out to life, Sort of like you know my my number was called you know yeah like, uh, yeah it was it was so it was my outcoming so every um you know I I do want we we'll only have so much time to go to the book today of course and I do want my audience to go and pick up a copy but I like to give them a, um an idea of kind of some of the flavor of the writing or like what to expect when they grab a copy so oh, like sure. maybe maybe share a story or, or or a theme or some things from the book so that um they can get a feel for what to expect. So from drawing to leadership, I'll talk about a couple. I have a couple of things in there I talk about um, that are very interesting for readers that they would want to kind of wrap their minds around and think about. Um, in this new release, I talk about the reason why, which is one of the chapters. I talk about leadership is developing a group or organization to an objective goal or means to an end. Mm-hmm. Strong leaders are compassionate, good listeners, community-driven and pioneering. Mm-hmm. Leadership means to express the needs, ideas, and goals of a group or organization's majority to be successful. Strong leadership models and leaders need implementation in groups and organizations where corruption and the organization structures have collapsed. Mm-hmm. In the event a leader leaves, a new leader must develop the roles, skills, characters, and attributes of a group's members 
for the best approach to the group or organizational problem solving. Leadership aims to liberate groups or organizations from reoccurring problems based upon experience to achieve a targeted result. A strong leader is resourceful. A smart leader can explain a process or procedure needed for completion so that the entire group or organization can function cohesively. Mm-hmm. A good leader is a facilitator and a stimulus for, for collective group action. Mm-hmm. A well-explained problem allows for a well-thought-out answer. A strong leader needs to make decisions based upon the total picture. An inclusive leader is a community leader. We teaching superior leadership bestows superior leaders. So that's one excerpt. Uh, that's one except excerpt from the book. Um, I'll talk about another. There's another right here. I'll talk about the notice for improvement. Um, we need strong leadership rep- representation from ourselves. Uh, and I talk about this from my African-American point of view. Uh, we need strong leadership representation from ourselves, for our children to bridge the gap in minority education in the community and create new avenues to enhance African-American leadership. As African-American leader, I intend to model a new age leadership posture based upon my education and experience, not just a new inclusive model, but a Christian servant model of leadership. All my children should see, experience, and adopt a servant posture that starts in the classroom and transforms into their life experiences. As an educated African-American servant leader, I must put my faith in the Lord that he may provide harmony for togetherness in the global community. African-American leaders are challenged to envision a new reality with no problems along with systemic inequities. Hmm. As African-American leaders, we need to exemplify experiences that are critical for teaching African-American students about coping mechanisms, disparities, and engagement. Mm -hmm. As a middle-aged African-American leader, I need to investigate my culture with a critical observance to shape my approach to improve and to support a path of education in my ethnic community. Talk about a new call for response. Uh, These are just several different excerpts um, out of the book that you'll find very interesting. Um, These are just uh, different clips uh, from the chapters. As you read, you'll go and find there's a little bit more uh, uh, clarity and in-depthness as you go through and read throughout the chapters. Um, The new call for response talks about ethical marketing, Mm. extracts values that incorporate honesty, fairness, and responsibility. Ethical, social, responsible marketing campaigns can also demonstrate and exemplify respect, transparency, and citizenship. Social marketing should, quote, do good, not just to look good, but focus on being responsible and how your organization can truly help the community, end quote. Better socially responsible organizations orient and market organization policy from a consumer perspective. Mm-hmm. Organizations can increase positive marketing outcomes by placing community value over profit value. As a result, customers are more inclined to pay a premium for organizations, products, or services. There's more. <laughs> how, much time, how, how much time do we have? So, so um, well, let, let's switch it up a bit. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I want to switch it up a bit, though. So from going from your first book so to your second book, I know for myself, like every new book I put out, every new book we put out as a company, I feel like there's always growth. Can you talk about maybe some of the growth either as a writer or as a leader that you've experienced, you know, going transitioning from, let's say, the first project to the second? Yeah, as a writer, um, the growth, um, I'm able to organize and focus my ideas a little bit better. Um, sort of like when you write, uh, you, it, writing is systemic. Um, it's not necessarily you take a pen and pad and just go out and write. 
writing is as objective yeah. uh, or uh, systemic as architecture mm-hmm. in a way. When you write a book mm-hmm. or you write in general, how I write, yeah, um, it's like uh, you, you you break it down by page mm-hmm. or by paragraph uh, or by chapter. Mm-hmm. You just don't get up a pen and you just free write. Uh, it's sort of it's systemic. You know, you write by the page or you write yeah. by the paragraph or you write by the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very systemic, which is very, uh, which is what I've learned to develop my craft or my skill by. Mm-hmm. So if you say, you know, go write, um, you know, go write a thousand word essay. Well, I'm not writing word for word. I'm writing page by page. Yeah. So it's, uh, and that's a craft that I developed on my own that I've learned to use um, that's really been helpful for me, you know? So it takes a lot of stress out of the writing process and creates this structure um, that makes it a whole lot easier to kind of cope, uh, not necessarily cope with, but it makes it a whole lot easier to kind of just organize and structure writing processes and writing systems to get across your message or your idea. Um, it takes away that challenge. Um, it's challenging, but it, it allows you to meet that challenge um, and uh, do it well at the same time. Yeah. So Tehran, I want to switch it up a bit here. So um, so we've talked quite a bit about, about the books, of course. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Stizo, so about the clothing line. So tell me more about, about, about the inspiration behind that. Yeah, Stizo. Yeah, Stizo's my baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stizo. Well, uh, Whirling Bush Company is a company that owns, that owns Stizo. Um, Whirling Bush owns the brand, uh, the fabric called Stizo Collection, which derives its meaning from Bible verse, 2 Timothy 2.15. Uh, study to show thyself approved, a work been not needed to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word into truth. Stizo Collection, it, it achieved its mission by providing you, our customer, Merchandising services with a socially responsible aptitude and posture. We wear Stizo collection because it feels cool. The word Stizo translates to style and refers to biblical scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. We as a corporation entered into the Christian retail clothing market for scripture verse 1 Corinthians 6.19-20. Do not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. So glorify God in your body. God is beautiful, our fabrics as well. As a part of the social responsibility, you or a client can choose to donate up to four donor levels, one through four, to supplement your purchase of merchandise to the National Association for Gifted Children Charity, located on the Caesar Collection selection box. At the end of the sale, you or a client may elect to participate or we'll have your contributions forwarded to the annual fund for National Association for Gifted Children Charity. Again, with your purchase of outstanding merchandise, you can participate in the social responsibility climate too. To conduct business in the closing market, our products and fabrics must be your impeccable taste and quality. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will also be, Matthew 6.21. Your expertise will determine whether our products are, produ- are produced with exceptional craftsmanship. And that's just a little bit uh, about Stizo Collection. Um, it's a Christian uh, clothing brand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we have it. Uh, the website is www.stizocollection.com. Uh, we've been in business since 2008. Uh, and we, uh, do, we have, we're on brand Stizo. Um, yeah. Yeah. and so like, and, and at the end we'll put, by the way, we'll put the website, we'll put everything in the, in the, in the show notes so that people can just click on it and check out the books. And of course, check out the, and check out the brand and the closing brand overall. Um, but, um, I just have to ask, so Tehran, I mean, this has been great having you on the show to learn more about your background. Um, obviously your writings, your growth as a writer, um, your transition and your, and your rebirth into leadership and this, that amazing book drawn to leadership. And then of course the, 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 clothing company. So I just have to ask, so, so what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for the brands? Like what's next for you on this journey? For drawn to leadership, uh, we'll, we're going to be doing a, um, press release, I have an agent that's going to do over 3,000 media outlets worldwide. Uh, We're going to generate a list of media who's going to respond to a press release. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're doing a lot of online marketing for journal leadership. Um, Millions of potential readers worldwide. We're going to do a a book video trailer, social media creation, social media advertising, um, web ad marketing on Google, Mm -hmm. author's website. And a pre-authors interview. Um, and that's for uh, journal leadership. Uh, that's a feature of that thing. But um, for Caesar Collection, uh, because we're with a corporation, Worley Bush Company, uh, we are looking to establish uh, corporate stock, uh, state corporate stock, uh, commission uh, commissioned. Uh, stocks across the United States to increase our organizational equity. Mm. Um, as of now, we're working in Pennsylvania to get our uh, our local stock uh, certificates, uh, but we're qualified to uh, solicit stock across the United States, and we're looking to go by each state to uh, incorporate our stocks mm. for each state. But that's what we're looking forward to. And so if somebody's watching this and they want to learn more about Stizo or the books or anything else, I know you left one website before, but let, let's do it again. I mean, what's the best way for people to follow up? Awesome. Uh, the best way for people to follow up uh, is to, they can either go to uh, www.stizocollection.com, which is uh, S-T-I-Z-O yeah. collection.com, uh, barnesandnobles.com and amazon.com. Uh, if they cannot get to those, they can Google from my mind, from my voice mm-hmm. or drawn to leadership. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you again, Tabron, for coming on the show and sharing more about your background and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based entrepreneurs coming on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Tehran, really, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you, Adam. Thanks again.